Hello, and welcome to the local gossip from the perspective of Dan Hassan. Um, before I start, um, I'd just like to acknowledge the true owners and custodians of the land on which this is being recorded, which is um, Wurundjeri land in Nam, otherwise known as Melbourne. Um, the Wurundjeri people, I don't know the exact history of this, it's something I'm still learning, but these folks, indigenous folks, have been on this continent for 60,000 years. Um, what is now known as Australia is only two, uh, 230 something um, years old, um, and it's just based on an ongoing genocidal um, uh, tactic. Sorry, it's the morning. I haven't had a coffee. Um, anyway, um, I'd like to acknowledge uh, the true custodians and elders, past, present, and um, future. So, with all of that said, um, uh, whilst I'm on that topic, so uh, yesterday or the day before, a nine year old Australian kid, the daughter of two professors, um, refused to stand, I think it was in Queensland, for the national anthem um, of Australia because it says something about the fact that Australia is fair and also it's a young country. And she refused to stand because her point was that doesn't, um, uh, that's not actually true with regards to, as I just mentioned up top, uh, the fact that indigenous folks here have been on this continent for 60,000 years. And so how can you call that young? And how can you call the treatment of um, indigenous folks here in Australia fair when it's an ongoing apartheid, genocide, or like actively, continuously killing folks? Um, and man, the pylon is just super intense. So um, anyway, that it's from within this zone that um, this uh, scrycast is being recorded. Um, so. What do I have to say? Um, I haven't really prepared anything. I've, I've got thoughts in mulling around in the back of my head and I've been putting this off and here's some of the reasons why. Um, one, uh, when I really down, deep down in my gut think about it, I'm not sure the world needs uh, a podcast which is led by yet another um, cis het guy. Um, or het-ish. I'm on the queer spectrum. But still, like... Um, I'm not sure that's really, for me, um, something that I could, in all honesty, stick with. All that being said, I love podcasts, um, and uh, I do think I have something to offer that realm. And so it got me to thinking about um, what would a podcast within the subjective cipher space of the Scuttleverse look like, um, and what I'd like to invite people to do is to basically make a lo-fi phone recording from your phone, um, be it a monologue, be it a riff, be it a dialogue, be it a call-in with other people, and just submit it to the local gossip. Um, the local gossip can never be truly local if it's only ever one um, person um, hosting. So that's my open call and open invitation. My offer is to help um, with the um, admin of it, to keep it ticking over and to contribute. Um, 
Yes. So a few of the things, I guess, with those two things being said that I was going to speak about was uh, uh, podcasts in, um, in general and um, some reflections on what the Scuttleverse is. Um, and, uh, maybe a bit about Dark Crystal. Um, so off the top, I started, uh, listening to podcasts when my kid was born. Um, and the only way that they, that we found that they would sleep during the day was if they were moving in the pram. So yeah, we probably made a, a rod for our own back, but it worked. And, uh, r- rain, sun, shine, whatever. Um, I would take the little for a walk in the pram every single day and uh, after about a couple of weeks of that I got tired of kind of just listening to music I I was exhausted I wasn't quite in the mode for music somehow and it's at that point that I started listening to um, podcasts and I went through the entire I think it was six or five year backlog of Expanding Mind by Eric Davies and I just um it kind of went from there, like my brain was just in a state to be able to absorb and engage with um, information and like little nuggets that had been cast and set into the internet. And what I found really interesting was then being able to go onto Twitter and just um, uh, kind of like engage with people in that in that way. And it's, yeah, I like have spent more time in podcast realm than I have in any form of higher education. Um, and yeah, I felt my brain really develop. So, um, I was really excited for a kind of embedded cipher space podcast. Um, because there's a lot of interesting humans around and I don't always have my computer on me or the capacity to read. Um, so that's why, um, So what is Scuttlebutt to me? Um, Well, to be honest, when I first arrived, I wasn't super impressed. It just felt I was still in the mode of kind of like like a bit of an aversion to social media. I was never like heaps into Twitter, Facebook, anything really. I went through like a four-year period where um, I'd kind of deactivated my Facebook account. Um, and to be honest, I was probably able to keep it deactivated for that long because my partner's an active participant on Facebook. So I wasn't socially isolated. I still heard about events, news, kept up to date with people through kind of dialogue with my partner. So it wasn't like a proper, um, like isolation from, from that zone. So that would have affected things. The, the point at which I started to use Scuttlebutt more was uh, during the process of moving to Fiji and uh, having accidentally started MMT. I say accidentally because it was meant to be a two-week project. And um, so it had an ongoing life of what felt like its own. And the only thing that really worked with an instable internet connection was um, was Scuttlebutt. It allowed me, Pear Galana, Mix, Kieran... Um, and a few others at the time who were collaborating on that phase of the project. And it really just, like, um, I think that's the point where the scuttleverse or that paradigm of computing really, um, I felt empowered, like it was this moment of wizardry where I had um, 
noticed that in in my um, the years of learning tech stuff, I was initially taught by kind of some activist sysadmins, and there was all this stuff that they kind of like um, did that I didn't quite understand how they did it. So they had data portability. What I mean by that is they di they didn't really ever lose data. I was always accidentally like wiping data from servers, like nuking stuff, like erasing uh, SSH keys or other keys which gave me access to other spaces and because I was working in an activist realm it was a, it wasn't just a case of um, people just going generate a new SSH key and pass me the public key to that so I can give you access to the server I would physically need to meet up with people so that they could see it was me that I wasn't like and they could make a gut call as to whether or not um, they felt like I'd been in inverted commas compromised um, so yeah data portability and uh, 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 not replication, but um, stability is something you just get out of the box with um, Scuttlebutt. Another thing is encryption. It took me a long time to get my head around um, GPG or PGP, pretty good encryption. Um, and I know that there's an increasing pr proliferation of encrypted protocols such as Ratchet, um, which can propagate it by um, through uh, Signal and Open Whisper systems, like it's a part of, I think, Facebook through WhatsApp. It's um, so there's an increasing proliferation of um, consumer-facing or participant-facing um, uh, encrypted applications, and again, that's true of Scuttlebutt as well. So you kind of get that ability off the bat. Um, another thing that's quite different I found in Fiji was that uh, the data due to it being local wasn't like um, a stream kind of like that I was a fire hose or a, a fast flowing stream that every now and then I'd try and drink from by like sticking my face in it or because um, streams can be quite mesmerizing like sitting in front of them and kind of the infinite stream is like is kind of soothing it's, or at least it's compelling. And I found quite a difference, like, at times where my internet just was not working at all in Fiji, I was able to kind of, like, go by the lake of data and kind of, like, take a little dinghy out to the middle and have the serendipitous um, collisions with old threads from, two or th like, two years ago, between two and three, and just, like, they resonated with me there and then, and then... Um, I've heard the phrase necropost, but I think like the temporality of Scuttlebutt is such that I'm not even sure um, necroposting is even a relevant analogy. So necroposting, as I understand it, is to comment on an old forum thread, but it feels different in Scuttlebutt. It doesn't feel like an imposition to, um, to do that. Um, so... To bring all of that together, for me, the Scuttleverse is a cloak of wizardry um, that gets wrapped around Piers' shoulders, um, which is an enabling or affords um, different magics that in Web 2.0 you kind of needed to be a dedicated hacker wizard to kind of learn how to do those things. And so for me, um, the Scuttleverse ultimately is an unknown. Like, I don't know what a technical social paradigm looks like where that is the baseline. Um, and for me, that unknown, that like not yet trapped or enclosed is um, 
super enlivening. Um, I guess that's all I'll say for now um, on on that and cyberspace. I've got I could go on, but I won't. Um, and then I said I was going to talk about MMT, but maybe I won't, and maybe I'll just leave it here. So to reiterate, the invitation is uh, let's let's experiment with this format. Um, uh, I'm going to have a conversation with my partner who is a radical radio maker talking about the history of micro radios in Japan um, and kind of uh, I've had some thoughts about how this whole kind of podcast Twitter or podcast um, plus engagement on something like Scuttlebutt is somewhat somewhat similar to the experiments the micro radio experiments um, around the time of Deleuze, Guattari, um, uh, where people were essentially, they weren't just receivers, they were also transmitters. Um, and I'd like to talk to my partner, um, who's, uh, way more informed about that stuff, um, than me as an analogy for what's going on right now in the invitation. Um, so to not just be a receiver, to be, but to be a transmitter and part of an ecology of um, nodes both receiving and sending. Oh, and the last uh, thing I will say is that um, the invitation is lo-fi um, logs. So you'll notice that I'm not going to edit this, I'm just going to put it out. Um, and that feels analogous or... Um, uh, suitable for the append-only log on the record, kind of captain's log um, uh, aspect of Scuttlebutt. Um, and to be honest, one, because I'm lazy, and two, uh, the um, uh, podcasts which I personally find most engaging are those which are you press record and then you press end and it's the entire conversation. That's not to say if other people are subjectively contributing to the local gossip. You can do what you want, of course. Um, but the invitation is for those who might find making podcasts um, daunting but might consider pressing record on their phone. Yeah, try it out. Um, I'd love to hear, hear from you, hear your voices. Um, something which Self said at the end of the Steal This Show um, podcast which um, we organized through Scuttlebutt and um, then Jamie hosted on Steal the Show with um, Andre, Zach, Self and uh, Jamie was right at the end. It was kind of like a bit of a throwaway, not a throwaway as in it didn't mean anything, but it wasn't like a focal point, was um, uh, an expression of delight at having had the opportunity to be uh, synchronously on a voice call at the same time and having a discussion together. Um, and I think that this format, the multi-contributor, um, multi-subjective um, podcast stream mix um, would open up more opportunities for that type of um, delightful emergence. So with all that being said, um, I hope you all have a good period um, wherever on the planet you are and see you in cypher space.